is the Toddcast, a podcast that I, a guy named Todd, record while I drive to or from work, talking about a variety of things. There are no scripts, no show notes, just me chatting while I commute, so you can sit back and enjoy the ride. Hello, and welcome to the Toddcast. I am joined again by Eric. Hi, Eric. Hello, Todd. Today we have very exciting, exciting moments, something we've been waiting for for quite some time. Yes, yes. It is once again time for Spoiling Star Wars, The Mandalorian. Today we're talking Chapter 9, but uh, uh, before we start into that, I would just like to take a moment and acknowledge that, Eric, I don't know if you realize this or not, because we've, we've been kind of at this for a little while now, you and I together as, as, a, as a duo. Uh, I was looking back at the episodes, and really when we spoiled Star Wars with The Mandalorian the first time, a, that started the spoiling Star Wars series for us, which is kind of a kind of a fun, awesome thing, I think. Uh, but also, that kind of marks the point in time when you started becoming a regular feature on the podcast, and I personally am very thankful for that. And I just want to take take the moment to acknowledge that and thank you and welcome you to the podcast for the long haul. Oh well, thank you. That that's very nice. I did not realize that that was the actual moment or when that happened. I know there was plenty of uh, guest appearances throughout random mm-hmm. uh, topics and so forth. But uh, yeah, it makes kind of sense that you and I determined that since we are probably talking about Star Wars every single week or the Mandalorian or these various topics that, hey, why not just jump on and, and make it a normal thing where we wake up bright and early, discuss, and you do all your editing and post to the world. So yeah, it's been a wonderful, wonderful time and uh, we'll continue that for the future indeed so that uh that said with with the happiness that is there i'm going to immediately pivot into pissing in someone's wheaties not yours oh geez oh geez but with the mandalorian all right we've got episodic television that is that is not being dropped you know as a as a whole season it's coming out week by week everybody knows okay it drops on friday you know i know i very much look forward to those fridays and yes. the, the opportunity when I can watch, I know you do the same. I would like to ask the people of Twitter, etc., to maybe chill out with your spoiler nonsense. I mean, yeah. this is coming from a guy who is currently, you know, recording at this very moment a thing called Spoiling Star Wars. It says it right in the title. You know what you're getting. You know what I mean? We are going to talk about the Mandalorian in detail, you know, expect spoilers. That That's kind of the deal. However, when the episode drops on Friday and I wake up Friday morning and I'm looking at Twitter, I don't need you guys to tell me about the very last scene in the damn episode and ruin it for me. Because, you know, I got a job. I got stuff to do. I got, I, I can't watch the thing the second it opens like you can. I mean, kudos to you, person who decided it was a great idea to spoil it for everyone. But maybe keep that in your pocket for, I don't know, a day or two. That's all I'm saying. Do you have yeah, any thoughts there, Eric? Yeah, I realize well, I'm coming into the episode pretty hot right out the gate. But no, uh, it's, it, it's one of the – my first impression of this season went from, oh, man, I can't wait to, you son of a bitch, why would you say that? And I, I just need to get that out of my system real quick. I'd love to, I would love to say that you are 
obviously following some shitheads, <laughs> but but I know oh, that it's that's not, not the case. Because... It's not even following shitheads. I'm I you know in in Twitter I follow you know Star Wars as a topic. Yeah. And this uh, kind of crap just floats to the top. Oh, you can't do that. Yeah, you basically here here's the scenario. You can't trust people to be decent human beings because I understand their excitement. You know, when when you're watching something and you're excited, you don't think about it. And sometimes I won't even say that you're a crappy person for you know sharing some information. But you, twofold here. Number one, you're you're gonna have to kind of chill and on Fridays on Twitter, and that just becomes something you have to do. Like I remember doing that for sports before. If I didn't for some reason watch the Steelers game and I wanted to later know and actually watch the game and feel like excited about it you would have to stay off the internet and away from any tv that had any type of ticker or scroller and right. i currently do the same thing like for instance um this previous saturday there was a wrestling pay-per-view but i was traveling so i wasn't able to get it but i wanted to watch it live and not know who won so my phone i legitimately left it in the other room because it's very difficult <laughs> for me not to in right. habits like my habits are all right, I'm just sitting here not doing anything. Let's see what Twitter's doing. Let's see what Instagram's right. doing or whatever. And then that's where you get spoilers. Gar the, the company themselves, because that is kind of appointment television live, so they don't right. really wait. They want to get you, you know, pumped up as soon. But I knew to keep your phone in a separate room. You know, so you're saying this you, is on me. Um, I'm saying on I'm <laughs> saying here's the thing you could do. You should mute some of those words temporarily. Mm. Mm. Or, mm. or you're just going to have to say, all right, Friday routines, there are, there's no Twitter. I will, go, I will go somewhere else. Or the other factor is you create a secondary Twitter in which you only follow a – like you don't follow Star Wars. You mute all that, and mm. then you can still okay. browse through you know, because I have you know, 100 Twitters for various reasons. But right. if I didn't want any wrestling news, I go to my business Twitter, which is primarily SEO stuff. And it gets it out of my, like if I'm just looking and find wanting to find content that gotcha. I can find nerdy web analytics stuff. So those are the scenarios. Um, and I do believe the Mandalorian comes out in the middle of the night. So Todd, the work excuse, there's, there is none. You're just going to have to wake up at 3 AM and hammer out your episode. And then yeah, you won't they, have to worry about any of this. <laughs> yeah. Except that the work excuse does come into play because I have to sleep in order to make it to, you know, to do the work mm, at the right time. That's, anyway, that is debatable, debatable. That's you, fair. You, maybe maybe that'll day. be maybe that'll be in an envelope for us someday. Possibly. But, yeah. Either way, that that sucks that you didn't get the full experience um, eh, because at know, this point in time, we probably should go into spoiler territory. Uh, what was the tweet or what did you see that that kind of tipped you off? It was was something along the lines of, oh, my God, Boba Fett is alive on Tatooine and had a picture of the last like a screenshot yeah. of the last thing in the episode. I'm like. Like, it's like I get you're excited. You want to say stuff, but like that is just that That's is blatant spoiler. That is deliberate, that is... blatant. I am just going to cut directly to the end. Yeah, that see that that's just, that that is why can't why would someone do that? That's, that, that's, that's, that's why what, I'm all fired up. That's, sure. it's, it's that level of just obvious, I'm going to be a cock to the internet. That is, yeah. <laughs> that, that's why I'm yeah. all fired up. Well, I so. usually block those people, to be quite honest. Because in my no. opinion, no. in my opinion, if you're that ignorant and you don't care about other people, 
then like I know you're gonna put other dumb stuff on the internet. And my whole yeah. thing is the block button is very good for that. So oh, yeah. I usually no. say, well, you you've made the fatal error of, of you know spoiling something for me. So you're gone. Yeah. So with that being yeah. said, Todd, that uh, is obviously the crucial scene. We talked about it last year about how it would be weird to have two Mandalorians, and we talked about I believe when we were talking about like the bounty hunters and how we thought it was IG-88 or or that type of droid and how cool it would be if right. some of the other bounty hunters showed up. Um, I didn't necessarily think Boba Fett would show up. So what did you see this coming or did you have any inkling of, of Boba Fett being alive? Yes and no. Like I, it, it kind of caught me, caught me off guard that they did that reveal in the same episode, but pretty much as soon as he, he walks into the tavern and they're like, Oh, you need to talk to the marshal. Dude walks around the corner, and it's clearly Boba Fett's armor. Now, you could tell it yes. wasn't Boba Fett. And I yes. don't know exactly how I can quantify that. No, I know. <laughs> but there, Same just, here. But just, like, he you was... could tell it's the armor, but there's just something in the stance or the rest of his clothes or whatever. You're like, the, the, yeah, but that's not actually Boba Fett. Like, even before he yeah. pulled the helmet off, you knew. But I'm like, okay, well, his armor survived. Well, clearly that means his armor is not in the belly of a Scarlack. So therefore, there's at least a chance that that old Boba is alive and kicking somewhere like that. That was cool. Like to actually have him be revealed at the end was a little bit of a hmm. OK, like I would have expected that to maybe come, you know, a couple episodes down the line, maybe like they. Well, I, I, I would have expected it to be a little more of a tease and uh, sort of draw that out. But who I think knows what's coming. Story, like may, well, like maybe story. he'll he'll become more relevant than just that single shot at the end further on down the line we have yet to see well think about it all right it's pretty i mean i know we go to tatooine a lot i know it's very oh god that's a whole side topic we can come back to but carry on well i mean it's necessary for the story because i imagine the story here is boba fett saw that there was another mandalorian flying through Mm -hmm. and i doubt he saw that he had his armor but I think Boba Fett would likely want to then, you know, I'm guessing probably capture his armor, go back. So it's now a matter of it's a chase scene, so to speak, where Boba Fett is semi-villain because Mandalorian in our eyes is all the hero, right? And right. that Boba Fett is going to, you know, I'm not saying track him down, but now that, like, if you didn't reveal that he was there, we wouldn't know that Boba Fett is now aware that there's a Mandalorian that was on Tatooine. So, you know they're going to head back to Tatooine at some point in time. Because I don't believe, you know, the Slave 1 or Slave 2 or whatever they're calling it these days is um, – well, I mean, I guess it could be there. I mean, he was kind of eaten or eaten, so the ship could somewhere be there. But either way, I see the Mandalorian and Boba Fett uh, get into, into uh, some type of scuffle or battle. And I think you had to reveal him at the end to even know that that was kind of going to be somewhat of a theme. So see, see my take on that is slightly different. Okay. I, I, I don't immediately jump to them being adversarial because, well, it could, I, I mean, mean it, I mean, it's hard to say, cause you know, so little about Boba Fett, like other oh, than, yes. other than the, the, the glimpses in the prequels where you learn of his, you know, his origin. <laughs> and then, you know, in the classic trilogy, he shows up for like five minutes of screen time in Empire. He shows up for like five minutes in Return of the Jedi. And that's it. Like, you, it well, wasn't he was there for this, special edition. He walked around. Well, 
with the yeah <laughs> i mean there is that but you, you you never had the insight into you know mandalorian culture until this series and you get the vibe that you know like going back to last season i don't remember dude's name but the big bulky mandalorian that was given yeah sure you know given mando a bunch of grief for you know cooperating with the empire and all that like you know they had beef but when it came down to it he was right there with the rest of them blasting the hell out of the bounty hunters um and and you know helping helping him to escape with the child and all that so you know my take is you know yes mando has has boba's armor but i feel like if the two of those would meet it'd be like oh hey <laughs> this was yours have it back I'm sorry that you, you know, have had to go, you know, without it. That is clearly not the way. Here's your armor. Hey, by the way, can you help me get this kid home? Like, that's how I would think maybe that might go. Again, who knows? But well, I, don't know that, I don't know that I would jump to them immediately fighting. As long uh, as, you well, know, provided, provided Mando was able to identify that, you know, Boba was a Mandalorian. That and that is he had his key. arm. You know what I mean? Like, if he well, just shows up and starts shooting at Mando... Yeah, that's probably going to be a problem, but I got to think that if Boba Fett's a Mandalorian and he sees another Mandalorian, he's going to let me, like, do something to see if he's for real. And if, once he knows that he's a Mandalorian, he's like, oh, hey, I'm one of your people. You've got my, my getup. Let's chat. You know? But I don't know. I don't, we don't, I didn't know, we don't know. I don't like, know if Boba Fett's a Mandalorian. I mean, well, as, see, as odd the, as that sounds, that's, that's the hitch he's in the a clone. Because you don't... Well, that's the thing. You don't know because they don't like we've never had this insight into Mandalorian culture. Like for all I know, Jango Fett may have been a Mandalorian. He may have been a guy who had just happened to have Mandalorian armor and somehow managed to get a second set made for his kid. No one really knows. So if, if, well, if the Fets aren't actual Mandalorians, then it goes back more to your scenario to where he's just this mercenary bounty hunter guy with badass armor that he technically shouldn't have by the mandalorian code in which case yeah you're gonna have a conflict that's well that's what i'm thinking because if you think about it all right so uh, Django fett took his helmet off when he met uh, obi-wan kenobi right mm, yeah that's true so so i don't but but he does i always thought that armor was based off the clone trooper armor you know or you know and, mm-hmm. and that's kind of how I always assumed. And then you get the whole Mandalorian talking about this is, you know, this is best car and all this and so forth. But obviously right. Django Fett was way more, it looked way more like, um, you know, the man, you know, the Mandalorian's armor. Right. Yeah. You know, so, so, I mean, it was darker blue or, or like a silverish and, and so forth. So that might've been Mandalorian armor, but it's weird that he would have took his helmet off and so forth. So they can, he was in closed quarters. You know, like he was in his, you know, I, but I believe that, you know, around someone else, you never took it off. And at least that's the code that they're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and, and obviously he died in episode two. So it's right. not like, it's not like he would have been, he, and you saw, you know, Boba Fett take that helmet, which you would assume was the exact same helmet. So they're, and then painted, so to speak, or right. worn down right. or whatever. Uh, I doubt he would have got the rest of the armor. So who knows? It could have turned out Boba Fett actually killed a Mandalorian to get that, and then there's grief there. It, it, yeah. Or or they can bond because the fact is neither one of them are Mandalorian blood, you know. Right. Or you, because we know for a fact Boba Fett is a, tr- a clone, 
So, so it's all, right. it's all up there. So that is kind of the beauty of the storytelling is they could become teammates. If that's your style, they could become adversaries. If that's your style, more than likely they're going to do both because that's just how it works. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but they're going to scuffle and be friends or they're, they're going to be friends, but it turns out he's not a Mandalorian and he backstabs him and he turns into a thing. No, you're right. It is. Yeah. And, and, you I'm know, looking forward to it, whichever way it goes. Oh, God, I think it's yes. good. Yes. Let's let's go to a break real quick, Todd, and we'll get some more thoughts on uh, Boba Fett and the Mandalorian chapter nine. All right. And we are back, <clears throat> Todd, as you were saying. So here's, I guess, in previous conversations, both with you and I'm pretty sure on the podcast, I've had some thoughts and feelings about Boba Fett, both in terms of showing up on the Mandalorian and just in general, as far as coming back into the stories, whether that be in the movies or a spinoff, because there was talk, there was talk at one point of of one of the you know the non saga movies, them doing a stand, kind of like yes. they did the standalone Han Solo movie. There oh, was yeah. rumors of you know a standalone Kenobi movie. Well, there was talk of a standalone Boba Fett movie, and my thoughts were. Yeah, we don't need that. Like, we know where he came from. We know what happened. Like, it might be interesting to find out what happened, you know, if he survived this Garlack and go from there. But they'd have to do a really good job of it, was kind of my opinion. And I got to say, I think, I think I've kind of come around on that. And I think it's because we have a television show, which he is not the main, the main character of. I think it could work. I think I've come around on the idea of, you know, okay, maybe you do bring Boba back. Uh, if, like, if the Mandalorian in the Mandalorian was Boba Fett, I don't know that I'd enjoy it as much because I really like the character of the Mandalorian that we've seen for a season plus now. Um, but I think bringing him back as a side character lets them explain, you know, how it is he survived and kind of continue that storyline without it being the dominant force in the particular, you know, medium. And I think that could work. I think I'm warmed. I've warmed up to that idea. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's answering the age question that all of us Star Wars fans have, <laughs> you know, and you know what I wanted to kind of do and I didn't have time. I wonder if you went back into the the streaming versions because they could easily do this where he falls into the Sarlacc pit. And supposedly, I believe he was this the latest in iteration. He's actually like eaten by one of the tentacles, so to speak. I wonder if they could change that because because if he was, you know, if he just fell in the pit like the original, there's nothing to say that he couldn't have just hit that, you know, um, rocket pack why before he actually hit the belly or something kind of hovered for a bit or what have you, you know. Right. Um, so there there's some there's some thoughts there, but I like what they're doing and I'm very interested in seeing how he got out. And I know for oh, yeah. ages, I remember breaking into your um your comic books and finding the <laughs> the there was some Star Wars Boba Fett and then they explained how he came out and I don't remember what e- series issues or whatever but I think that I like that hope because nobody wanted really to see Boba Fett die like that you know no, it was no one just wanted so to, I mean let's be honest he went out, if if that is how he in fact died he went out like a bitch like this badass mm. fighter. A blind guy turning around and accidentally hitting his backpack, ramming him off the side of a, a sail barge and directly into the belly of the beast. Like that's a that's a that's a punk ass way to go out. And he yeah. deserved better than that. Sure, he. <laughs> so well, I think you know. I, I think we all wanted him wanted a little better for Boba yeah. <laughs> than for that. Well, 
Exactly. And and the funny thing is, the the funny thing is, and I kind of have to bring it back to a little bit of wrestling terminology in terms of how how you can decide to beat somebody and they stay strong. Because you know the fact is when you when you have you have you know you build people up to be these massive monsters that shouldn't be defeated and super awesome and great. And and even Mm -hmm. last year we talked about the Mandalorian wasn't that great of a fighter in some fights. He was getting his butt kicked by, uh, you know, several things, but for Boba Fett and the way you can sometimes beat somebody is to kind of beat them quickly with a fluke. And then that kind of keeps them their power, you know, because if he had a drag down 15 minute battle with Han Solo and Han Solo beat him, well, then we know for a fact, Han Solo was more of a badass than Boba Fett. But right. if you get this aspect where, like, he didn't expect anything to happen, he's in a shuff, you know, it was a really quick, you know, wasn't planned and wasn't really something you could plan for, uh, death, so to speak. So I think it came, you know, it looked like he went out like a bitch, but it was more of a, that was a fluke. And, you know, nine out of, if it was a fair fight, we wouldn't have saw that happen. Yeah. Needless to say, yeah. it's all mute now. Because we know he survived, and I am super, super interested in, and I've been in my brain racking and figuring out, all right, how did he survive? How did this work? Because we have the elements available to us right now. So he's, and here's a spoiler within that. I knew through the medias that the gentleman playing Boba Fett through all the movies, that he was signed up or he, he basically was filming. Right. I knew that he right. showed up at some point in time because they that was spoiled on the on the, uh, you know, the threads or right. whatever. I heard it on a yeah. podcast. Yeah, I remember I remember seeing that. And it's, it's one of those things to where the uniqueness of that actor's role in the universe was such that you still weren't sure because, OK, he could be Boba Fett or it could be a, he could be playing a surviving clone like they. You, fi- you figure in 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 episode two that's it or three mm-hmm. he, he he was like you know 80 percent of the cast you know by headcount <laughs> you know every clone yeah. theoretically if you pop their helmet off it was that dude so it could have went either way in this kind of I mean I guess technically it still hasn't verified I mean he still technically could be a clone like everyone is banking <laughs> off the, the very the, ver- the fairly safe assumption that come yeah, on we saw Boba Fett's armor it's on Tatooine come on this is Boba Fett but Do you they want could still they, they could still rope a dope us and it could be you know some you know clone commander from forever ago that just happened yeah. to survive it's funny yeah, because. It's- Abby, Abby's watch is has has started watching the Clone War, or has started watching the Mandalorian with me. Mm-hmm. She's not a Star Wars person, like she's not seen the movies. And after yeah. we watched this one, you know, she, she's like, "I need you to explain a thing. I don't need you to go into super crazy rabbit holes, whatever. Make it as quick and simple as you can. And if I have questions, I'll ask further." And I'm like, "All right, I'll do my best." <laughs> and she's like, "What is the deal with this? What is the deal with this Boba Fett guy? And why is this so exciting?" And I explained to her, you know, here's the deal, and da 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 da. And I, you know, explained it could possibly be, you know, a clone because Boba Fett technically was a clone. And I explained to her. But the timelines on all that really don't work out because for Boba Fett to be alive, as we saw him in that last frame, makes the most sense because Boba was a clone, but he was unmodified, so he didn't age any quicker. Whereas all the clones had that, we're going to speed up your life's, life's, you know, your life cycle to get you older quicker so you can go fight. If he was a clone at this point in the timeline, he would be fucking ancient. So I think it's probably oh, yeah. Boba. Like the, the odds well, of him, be- if it being yeah. not Boba, 
are pretty slim in my mind. Right. But well, who knows? it's all. Well, no, it would be awful storytelling to get everybody riled up. That'd be like finding out <laughs> at the end of the last season that when he went to, you know, touch the child, that it was just a, it was an actual doll. You know, <laughs> like it just doesn't make <laughs> right, sense right, that you would do that. Right, you know, like no, right. this is the payoff right. is that we got excited when Boba Fett, Fett's armor walked in there, and let's. And by the way, just to let you know, it looks like the the actor Tim Tamara Morrison, T E M U E R A Morrison, is the gentleman that played all the clones in Boba. Oh, yeah. And I'm super excited. And yeah, his name dropped. But like you said, they could have just been doing an homage and have him under right. the Mandalorian for a thing just because that's the kind of nerdy, geeky culture that we like as Star Wars fans. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. like I thought of it and I'm like, well, they're probably not going to do anything. But if they do, that's cool. But, right. yeah, there was definitely when Cobb Vanth, which is the marshal, the name of the episode, when he mm -hmm. walked in and there was like that is I, seeing the the Boba Fett armor was pretty fantastic. Oh, yeah, you definitely kind of got the notion that it was not Boba Fett. And yeah, the grit, I mean, and just the undershirt was not the, the case like you, the undershirt yeah. was red. He normally wore gray. And there were some right. other nifty, you know, but it was just a matter of like his neck was too long or, you know, he was his shoulders seemed, weren't as wide. He seemed too skinny. That's I, it, I, yeah, not, That's not it. That's I don't it. mean that in any sort of mean way, but it's just the, the, the profile was off. I don't sure. know. Well, well, if you look at Boba Fett, he was a little bit thicker, especially when you look yeah. at it, it, you know, um, even the lasting shot. It's just like he he was a bit thicker and you could tell a little bit. So mm -hmm. but it was super exciting. And I personally and what happens, you know, and we did last year and, and we'll continue to this year. Love, love throwback to creatures. Absolutely love it when we see, you know, those side characters show up. And I mean, we're burying what might be the lead for me is that we legit saw maybe the first sports contest in Star Wars that I am not actually upset about. <laughs> we had we had what would be deemed what would be deemed as a boxing fight between and correct me, are they gamma gamma or, or what's the term between the Pimorians? Pimorians. Right. I've seen it yeah. both ways, but yeah. Yeah. The, uh, which which was fun. Like I, I thought it was pretty awesome right off the get go. You know, yeah. you get your, you get a, a pretty cool looking Twi'lek with a cool voice letting them in to, and then they go to this, the, the bar and which they have, which the concept shots of these guys actually showed up online too for Mandalorian yeah. season two, they actually showed right. them. So I wasn't super surprised. I was surprised by how skinny their legs are. I mean, come yeah, on. They, <laughs> these guys were like, I was like, come on. Yeah. You got a bigger legs than that, so they're just obviously not working the lower body when they hit the gym. Yeah, the skipping so, leg day, it never, it never yeah. works out. Yeah, and that yeah. could have been no. the demise, you know. Uh, but that was super cool, and and I like the vibe. What? Um... Well, and I, I guess that's the thing. Like as much as 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 awesome as it was for you know the reveal of Boba Fett's armor and the and the last scene of revealing Boba Fett. There's a lot more to that episode than just Boba Fett, and I was just about to say let's let's talk about some of the other cool stuff. Because oh yeah, well it's 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 not fair to just reduce it all to Boba Fett theories. Um, oh no, we'll, I, the, we'll have those probably throughout the season. I'm sure. <laughs> oh oh yeah, uh, I'll tell you what what struck me for for no real good reason, but just it was just good visual background stuff. Good um, sort of another one of those little touches that gives life to the universe when he's walking through on his way uh -oh. to the you know the the, the graffiti. 
Oh, like, that's all. The, yeah. The, the Star Wars graffiti was just fantastic. And I can't really quantify why that was so exciting to me other than that I'm a super dork. But I really enjoyed the, the, the graffiti as oh, goofy as too. that might be. No, no, um, it's not because it, it kind of brought a different element to the universe that you haven't seen. And, and it goes back to the fact this isn't a clean. You know, I think that probably we don't necessarily recognize it as much. But with the prequels, everything is so much more clean and shiny. Yeah. And we don't want that. I feel like the, the griminess in the used universe or whatever George called yeah. it back in the day um, is what kind of made this stand out. And I think when you look at the differences between – you know, like the Mandalorian has done a really good job of going along with how it looked in episodes, you know, of Star Wars four, five and six, where, right. you know, like they've right. it. Of course, you'd have graffiti. Of course, you have artists and stuff. And it's just like I, it's it remind it set the tone perfectly for what he was about to get into. He was in a bad part of town and you would see that in the United States or what have you, where there's a bunch of graffiti and it was similar enough, but different. So you it, it did a really good job telling the story of like this is how you should feel about this scene where oh yeah you, you know so we already knew from our per, you know in our brain oh he's going into somewhat of a dangerous area and and I don't know what the freaking glowing lights the the eyeballs were I don't know what kind of yeah. beast those were but I mean you could tell right off the get go this is dangerous and you're going to a place where there's you know this isn't going to be good so right. yeah the graffiti was great. Yeah, yeah, I, I enjoyed that. Like I said, the uh, the it wasn't really boxing. The the combat scene with the Gamorreans. Yeah, that was sure. Good stuff. Um, I mean, it kind of got spoiled in the trailer, but the thing where you know he's surrounded and Baby Yoda hits the button to hide in the thing because oh, he knew yeah. shit was about to go sure. down. Like, yeah. Even though it was spoiled, it was still fun when it, when that oh, time sure. came in its context. I, I enjoyed the heck out of that. Um, you know. Let me ask you a question about <laughs> okay. that scene. The gentleman, the main, the 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 one-eyed Cyclops gentleman, right? Where have we seen that character before? Not him, but I, it, it's a matter of like I said. Well, this isn't the first time I've seen this type of species or alien. Where would I have seen him? Because I can't put it down. Like I don't think he was a cantina guy, but it's like oh, I, I've seen this kind of guy before. I feel like there was a a Cyclopean type creature of some sort in the cantina like it, again there were so many different cr creatures in the cantina that you got like a half second glimpse of that i can't okay. remember for for sure oh you're but I right feel like i feel like somewhere in there there was some sort of like one-eyed cyclops creature that was no, there you're now right. is it the same is it this is it the same as this guy yeah. i i don't know because again it was a half it was a real quick you're quick right thing i'm looking but I'm looking here, and the character was known as Mayo, which is M-Y-O. Hmm. He, um, he's definitely – oh, you know, I'd have to click another link to find that out. Okay. Let's find okay. down here. You're right. He is straight up an Abyssin. So yeah. um, thank you, uh, old school Todd, who knows all this. But, yes, he there was in a cantina, and that is exactly what I was thinking. I just couldn't – I couldn't remember. Like I said, <laughs> I, this guy looks familiar enough that this isn't the first time we've seen this creature. You know, yeah. um, but he obviously is must be just in a quick cut scene. It looks yeah. to be like, he, you know, uh, so we've seen him that way. And who knows if what what, you know, episode he's in now, like he could not be in a special edition version by them putting yeah. some other weird ones in there. But, yeah, he's yeah. Uh, that looks exactly like him. And 
And I, I think they did a great job kind of telling the story of this creature and his, yeah. his you know, in such a short time, you could tell he's a sleazeball and right. think, you know, he obviously is leading somewhat of the pack and he kind of just kind of come off as like a mob boss. And right. of course he got his comeuppance. So right. I love those little scenes. So, oh, yeah. so I'm all, I'm all about it. If you could fit a cantina scene or somewhere where there's some old school, you know, species or creatures we've seen in the past, I'm always going to gush about it and talk about it. And, yeah. um, and then, I mean, As if we should. move on, yeah. And if we move on, we, we, we also see the, all right, you're going to have to correct me on this one too. And everybody that likes star Wars is, you know, diehards. Uh, what is a week or something? Is it the, the, the bartender oh. at the new bar? Weak ways. Yeah. 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 Okay. That was cool. Those were the guys that were on the barges in Jabba's yep. palace. Yep. And I imagine yep. they're pretty much in um, Tatooine or that's, they, they seem to dwell with, um, uh, you know, sand or, or hot temperature climates from what I've told. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, I mean, they're not native to Tatooine, but I think that's in, in Canon. I think that's the only place we've really seen them. I could be wrong, yeah. but you, you do tend to see them a lot on Tatooine. You know, yeah, that that was a good that was a good good little 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 throwback, little 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 plug there. Um, I thought it was really neat to finally see a crate dragon in action because we we've heard about them, you know, in passing. Now we we finally got to see see them in action. Uh, I'll tell you, you know, I have always <laughs> well from being old school and again, from being, you know, heavy into the expanded universe and playing the role playing game and all that stuff. Um, you know, crate dragons, you know, exist in, in that world. And it's funny because recently playing the role playing game, um, one of the adventures that, that the group went on, took them to Tatooine to, you know, the mission was to find this, you know, old Republic general and bring him back to the, and they had to search Tatooine for it. And it took them, you know, Moss Eisley, you know, all over the desert, and there's there's a there's a chunk of that adventure where they're crossing the desert, and they are attacked by crate dragons, which were nothing like the crate dragon we saw because you know okay, nothing was established. Like in the in the role playing, sure. the crate dragons were like just big lizard creatures that were giant and very hard to, hard to beat. They were not like the the sort of almost like dune esque sandworms that they turned yeah. out to be, um, and you know, in that adventure, you know, my, my group, you know, they beat a crate dragon, you know, they blasted the heck out of it and whatever, which now having seen the actual crate dragon, like that would not have flown. Like they would have gotten their asses handed to them, but quick, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, but that's the yeah. thing. Like you, you learn more, you, the, the universe evolves and it, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not unhappy about it. <laughs> like, I think it could have cool. been a baby, could have been a baby crate dragon. You never know. Yeah. We, you, you know, go. <laughs> or this could have been awesome. a monster crate dragon. Where, yeah. where, real quick, where do crate? I, this is the first I've ever heard of a crate dragon. Oh, they're 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 native to Tatooine. Like that, okay, that's so a Tatooine but, thing. So is this only your knowledge because of the role playing game, or is this something that obviously books <sighs> and whatever? But like in let's just say the common fan like myself who's basically watched the movies and and so forth, how would I have known of a crate dragon, or should I have known of a crate dragon? If you've only seen the movies, I don't know that you would have. If you would have just grazed a little bit under the surface, the the crate dragon appears in episode four. Uh, I believe you know the scene right after the droids crash land in their pod and, and uh -huh. go their separate ways. Yeah. There's a there's a scene where three PO is walking 
through the desert and there's a giant skeleton on okay. top of one of the dunes. I yeah. believe that was supposed to have been a crate dragon. And the okay. only other the only other real reference to it was uh, when Obi-Wan made all the noises to scare off the Tusken Raiders. Okay. That was a crate dragon call that he was emulating oh. and that's what scared them off. But I don't know that that's ever said like, no. like if you just watched the movies, I don't know that you would necessarily know either of those things. Okay. Well, that makes sense then. Cause I'm thinking the only other thing I was thinking I kept on going is in the holiday special, does Boba Fett dra- ride or drop or like on a crate dragon or is that a different species? No, that's, that's, that's a shoot. No, that, that's okay. not what he's on. It's not he's the crate on, dragon. I can't remember what it is. It is not. Yeah. It's, oh, it's, we'll, it's we'll, that's a completely different thing. That is called uh, December uh, episode. We will find that out, and we will talk about that in great length. Holiday oh, yes. special coming soon. Oh, yeah, that's uh, that's coming. The, yeah, the so, other the other quick – I got two other quick things on the crate dragon yeah. before we move on. One is that I thought it was awesome when he, he reeled back and, like, spit whatever – acid or whatever it was he did <laughs> yeah like i thought uh-huh. it was awesome that this dragon had basically a breath weapon i thought that yes. i was not expecting that I, I i enjoyed the hell out of that and then the last piece and this is this is one of those deep cut super easter eggs for the ultra dorks like me after they beat it and, the, and they're you know the, the the sand people are you know carving them down for 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 barbecue later there's a piece where the, at the very end they pull out this orb and they all get real yeah. excited. Uh-huh. That that is a crate dragon pearl. And again, this is a deep cut that if you weren't into like the comics and the role-playing game, you wouldn't know. But it's 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 kind of like pearls in real life, where you get a piece uh-huh. of sand trapped in a in an oyster or whatever and it turns into a pearl. Like that is that is a you know sort of legendary thing for the crate dragons, is that they have these these pearls in their gullets that are worth like that are super rare. You know, just because a there aren't many of them, and b you have to kill a crate dragon to get to them. So when 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 the Tuscans pulled that out, I was like, oh yeah, awesome, sweet. That again, I don't know if your your casual viewer would have had any connection nope. I, idea I'm there, but to... an, mm-hmm. <laughs> another another awesome Easter egg that they slipped in there for the super dorks like me. That is uh that's fantastic. I wish you know th- these are the moments where I wish I was more of a dork in that aspect because I was trying to tie that into. I'm like, all right, how does that work with Boba Fett? I'm like, because because you know they oh, mentioned that yeah. Well, well they mentioned um that that this crate dragon took over a sarlacc pit, an abandoned sarlacc pit, and right. they say the reason is because the crate dragon ate the sarlacc, and I'm like, hmm, well, how does this all play together? You know, like how does mm-hmm. how does you know, a a crate dragon eating a scarlack then allow Boba Fett to escape somehow, and I'm that's kind of where my brain is. And I'm like, what is this thing, Pearl? Is it is it a bomb or something? You know, so it. But that's super cool that that is you know the mythology of Star Wars, and they throw that in there for just a one or two second scene that just oh, yeah. makes all the difference. You know, yeah. Which is what makes the Mandalorian so fun for everyone because Abby who has not even seen the movies is enjoying it. And someone like yourself, who's Uber into it is enjoying it for little things. And then myself, who's just more than the casual, but not the diehard enjoys little aspects. And it's just this whole episode, you know, where 
you and I are talking more about the episode than the actual length of the episode as it comes out, you know, <laughs> and we're not right. We didn't even touch the surface because when it comes down to it, we still have, you know, the these the sand people, the Tuscan Raiders. We we see tons of Banthas. We see all type. We see the whole we see Jawas again. And and, then, you know, like there's so much. And of course, I think we make it, um, you know, we go back and we get a throwback to the original uh, the caretaker of the child, so to speak, uh, with the droids. When, and her and her um, her little area, and I can't recall her name at the moment, unfortunately. As as we move on to this series, we we don't necessarily remember people's names as well. No, no. That that, um, that is the that is the through line for the Todd Nerick spoil Star Wars. Is we're going to talk about it. We're going to forget half the character names. That that's how that oh, goes. Absolutely. Yeah. Amy Sedaris's character, it, but I don't yes. remember what she's like. Like that. She 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 is a treat. Like I've enjoyed well, her in most things uh-huh. that I've seen her in, and when they said, "Oh, she's going to be in a Star War," I was like, "Well, okay, that's a weird turn," but she's uh-huh. she's really rocked it as far as I'm concerned. Okay, well, and that let's let's, yeah, I just realized right now that I'm clicking on her name to find out if that was indeed her, and she is uh, uh, the person that was in Strangers with Candy, which I did not put two and two together. Yeah, yeah, she's she's yeah. she was an elf. Yeah, I she see that the, now. She was, she was mm-hmm. the, the 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 secretary now. Like she's done a diverse range of things. Would not have called Star Wars as being one of them, had you asked me, you know, a year or two ago. But very 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 happy. Very. It <laughs> makes it work. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and, and, yeah, yeah. and it helps tie things together. And and overall, you know, uh, we'll see her in you know the next episode as we spoil that, knowing that this is. Uh, you know, this is episode or this is chapter nine, but we've also seen chapter 10 at the point of the recording. So we'll talk right. about her in, in the future here. And uh, overall, Todd, I, I think, I mean, without going through story arcs and everything here, it was, it was, and it was a nice climactic ending. You know, obviously everyone wins. They get, everyone gets a nice steak dinner and uh, we oh, yeah. move on our merry way. I thought it was a good episode. I don't think it'll be the last we see of the Marshall who turned out to be a very straight up good, you know, good character i mean like he didn't, oh yeah he didn't come off as weak or like he came off as a man of his word he came off as um you know obviously the mandalorian is is better and it and it also <laughs> you know like he he comes off as you know the better fighter and like i don't know what this guy was thinking trying to go into a gun you know a, a draw with a guy in full right. best car like the Mandalorian <laughs> right. just had to shoot him in the head you know, like he, right. he like right. it would have been right. But he showed his he was like, all right, if I'm going to die, I'm going to die, you know, standing up. But, right. um, you know, so but I think we'll see him again, much like we, you know, had they, these interactions with characters in the past. Yeah, they certainly sowed the seeds, you know, at the end there. He's like, you know, I hope I hope I get to see you again, you know, sort of a thing. So, yeah, it, it's possible. And I that I would not hate that because he, he was a, no. he was a, a, a good character. I wouldn't mind, you know, seeing seeing him come back around. Um, yeah, one 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 last tid- tidbit before we we wrap this up and and to go back to the the Tuscan Raiders. Um, it's interesting to me that they've played such a role in this series. And again, I don't hate it. I think I think it's interesting. And is you know if you're going to be on Tatooine, featuring the native folk is is not not a terrible idea. Um, yeah. It, I really enjoy their that they're no longer just random, you know, sort of, you know, uh, heathen beast people. They're, they're actually showing them, you know, as a people, as a culture. And, and oh, that, yeah. you know, they're, they're, they're not just, you know, these monsters 
that you know they they have a they have a society they have a they have a culture they have a life i'd since i saw it i you know spread some things they actually brought in a sign language interpreter person um to help them develop the tuscan sign language like they actually created a sign language for those guys like that isn't you know your your normal you know asl that is a thing they created for this which i thought was pretty pretty badass yeah i did see um, that as well and i don't think it was just I, I don't think it was just that they brought uh like some of that new sign language they actually brought in uh members of the i guess deaf community to help yeah, create it yeah 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 which yeah, was yeah which was you know i saw it on a uh, a meme or whatever it says this is why you know get people in the room you know like you it's our oh, responsibility yeah. to make sure that if we're going to create something, you know, that is representing, you know, someone in the disability community or so forth, then get them in the room and let them and let's do it right. Which, yeah, yeah. So I heard that and I thought yeah. that was super awesome. Yeah. Which yeah. is, you know, which was great. And I, I was going to mention that, too. But, you know, we're jam packed. Yeah. And I, I thought it kind of escaped me. But, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, yeah. It, it is nice to see that the Tuscan Raiders aren't they're not just the guys that, you know, are holding a stick up and, and, and screaming like a walrus. It's, it, mm -hmm. you know, and the cool thing is that they can be reasoned with, but no one, you know, like the Mandalorian understood that. And that's the only reason that they're not being these savage beasts is because the Mandalorian. He's given them a minute to language. actually do that. Everybody else yeah. is like, oh, they're beasts, they're raiders, just kill them. Yeah. You know, uh, yep. they're, they're animals, I'll slaughter them like animals. Mm -hmm. He's actually given them a minute and it yeah. works out well. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing, again, goes back to the language. Because it's my understanding that that Pedro Pascal, actually, when he's speaking Tuscan, like, that's actually him making those noises. Have you ever tried to talk like a Tuscan raider? <laughs> Todd, no. I have not, but, I mean, now I have something I'm going to do in the shower. I mean, I was going to say, don't <laughs> do it now, because you will throw your voice out, and we still need to talk. But later on... When you prefer, probably preferably when you're by yourself, because uh -huh. otherwise you'll uh -huh. frighten the children or whatever. Yeah. But try and make those noises, man. You will hurt the hell out of your throat. So props, yeah. props right. to that. Like, so were you, I don't, you and I don't, Abby basically t speaking Tuscan Raider? Is that how no, you determined again, that this was again, the case? This, this is a thing. The other day, I was by myself in the car. <laughs> and like, we'll give this a shot, and I, I immediately regretted it because it's, it's hard. It's, it, it is rough on the vocal cords. So oh, that is that is right. that is the Toddcast listener challenge. People make make your best Tuscan send noises. In. Send them in, and we we will we will have you know the the, the Tuscan minute, and we will we will share with the world on your behalf. But oh, make sure you have some some hot tea and some honey and or some lemon lemon wedges or something handy to for re recovery because it it's rough. Yeah, no, I can't imagine that <laughs> being a, a good thing. I mean, I believe it was like a walrus originally or something like that. They, you know, I listened to a podcast all about the the sounds of Star Wars, and and I think yeah. they discussed how they created some of these sounds. Well, and I, that's I definitely think in not the original. They they recorded them and then dubbed them in, and because you know they're all head wrapped, you can't see their mouths move. Like it, it ain't no thing. But no, and they could have easily done that this go around as well because you can't see the Mandalorian's mouth move, you can't see the Tuscans. But it's my understanding that they actually brought it to the table and said, let's, let's, let's make these grunty mouth noises. And I, I thought that was fascinating. Yeah, that's, that's pretty great. Uh, yeah, the, the entire episode was good and um, very enjoyable. Kind of led you right to the next one. I was super excited. I watched it the first day it came out early in the morning um, because I was traveling later the day. So I, that was my only shot. 
and overall it left off exactly where we wanted it to be from last season and it kind of kind of was a perfect episode it was one of those things where it wasn't you know they had a side story going on to kind of move you forward which is kind of the whole way these season these you know these these work so uh he's on his way to um to the next stop to figure out how the heck he's going to get uh our good friend baby yoda the child uh back to his people so yeah uh pretty good stuff do you have any other lasting thoughts i know we covered a majority but not everything because that's just impossible to do because there was a lot of hidden easter eggs but we'll carry back and probably touch on some of the other aspects throughout the year Oh yeah. Uh, Eric, I think I've got all, all kinds of thoughts, but you know, don't, don't, I mean, I could probably go on for hours chatting about this, but I don't know that the listeners have that kind of time on their hands. So I think we've covered the main, the main points and kind of like you said, you know, as time goes by, as we do these, I'm sure we'll throw back to other things and, and explore this a little more in depth as we go. So I think, I think we will call it good on this episode. Uh, thanks Eric for, you know, coming along for the ride with me uh, and, and, talking about you know one of our, our favorite franchises yet again uh looking forward to talking to you about uh chapter 10 and the, and the rest of the series uh, uh thank you listeners for coming along for the ride with us i uh, hope you're enjoying it and there will be plenty more to come in the future so again thanks eric thanks listeners and until next time i hope you all have a good one thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast if you have comments, questions, or topic ideas that you'd like me to chat about, you can let me know via Twitter at CastTodd or email via ToddCastPodcast at gmail.com. Keep in mind that the Todd portions of those usernames are T-O-D with a single D, even though I spell my actual name with two. If you'd like to leave me a voice message that I can air on the podcast, you can either email me a small audio file or you can use the link in the show notes to leave a message via Anchor. If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share it with your like-minded friends. Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course, reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts is appreciated. Again, thank you for listening to the Toddcast.